everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Conversation of Our Generation. My name is Nick Jamel, the founder and the creator of the podcast here, as well as the website, conversationofourgeneration.com. And today, we are going to be talking about Kanye West and his new album, because I haven't talked about art or music in a while, and I think this is actually an important piece of art in our culture, and I'm going to tell you why I think that is, and what I think it means for our culture that you have a huge pop star that seems to be converting over back to Christianity after being in really the secular world and the Hollywood world for so long. And I think it's a really important milestone in our culture and in a recovery of our culture in some way. So I'd like to talk about that today and also a little bit of what it doesn't mean, <laughs> right? I, I don't plan on going to the church of Kanye West anytime soon, but it is a very good thing that he is publicly sharing his conversion and you know putting out a whole album about that. And so we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And before I get too far into that, I do want to remind you that you can find me on conversationforgeneration.com. There will be uh, you know link a link today to one of his uh, new songs, the lyrics to it. There's always other great content there that you can find as well. If you're already on the website, go over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast so that <clears throat> I can continue to grow the podcast and we can continue to make this a bigger conversation together and share this with particular people even that you think are open to this as well. That would really help me out. And giving a good rating and review also really helps. If you are listening to the podcast there on iTunes, please, please do let let other people know what you think of it. And then also you can find me on Facebook.com slash Conversation for Our Generation and Twitter at Con of Our Gen. So you can also, like I said, share it there, but also you can get in touch with me and I'd be happy to have a conversation with you on there. So the quote of the week for today is one that is rather new because it's actually off of Kanye's album. <clears throat> And it's from the song God Is. And it goes, All my idols, let them go. All the demons, let them know. This, this omission, not a show. This is my eternal soul. And I just thought that when he... I mean, there's several songs that I was pretty amazed at what he actually got to theologically. And a little you know, stanzas like this, or little, as the Coleman rap, bars like this, but this was a really good one, because it, I think it was sincere. I think that he's really recognizing that he was chasing idols, you know, the fame, the fortune, the wealth, and all of that. He was not chasing the things that he should be chasing. He wasn't chasing fame to be able to help people, or you know, influence people in a good way. He wasn't, ch he was chasing it for selfish reasons. And I, and I think that that's fair. I think that we all do that. And to recognize that and to declare that on an album that you know is going to be heard millions of times, I think is pretty brave to talk about. And he says, all the demons, let him know. You know, I think that that's him talking to his personal demons, the things that haunt him and chase him, and 
basically saying, hey, I have turned this my life over to Christ, and it's good for me to do that, and you can't win me over anymore. Uh, the next is this omission, not a show. And that's the one that I think really turned it up for me, is that he recognizes that this isn't a an act to get Christians to listen to Kanye West. I think it's a sincere thing. I mean, he's been doing church services since, I think, the first Sunday of 2019. I've seen him, clips of him, on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know, arguing with, uh, what's her name, Kim Kardashian about religion or, and she, her saying, you know, I'm not where you are in this journey. I'm glad that you're going on this, but, you know, and it seems like it's truly happening for him. And that to me, that it's not just one album, one off album that caters to an audience. It's something that's truly changing in him. And that to me is what's really powerful and makes the music so great is that I think you can sense that when he talks about it because he does go through and quote scripture and do other things that make you think, oh, he's really learning this. He's not just spouting it just to spout it. He's not just spouting about being blessed just to tie that in. No, he, I think, has really studied some, at least somewhat. <laughs> he, he mentioned reading half of Ephesians or something like that, and he talks in one where he thinks where he used to think the book of Job was a job and stuff like that. And it shows that I think he used to look at religion as a task and now he sees fulfillment and he sees the life that it gives him through this. And so that's great. Uh, the next is, or the next line, this is my eternal soul. And I think that's a great recognition when he talks about that because you can hear that in a lot of his music in this album that, he recognizes that he wasn't on the right path and that he needs to correct course and that he needs to not be focused on the fortune and the fame, but on his family and on glorifying Christ in whatever, in whatever way he can and praising Christ. And I think that that is a noble thing. And I probably, you know, don't have a hundred percent agreements with him on agreement with him on everything religious. I don't think he's Catholic, so there's that. But at the same time, when you see someone like this, who is just a cultural icon, coming to Christ and professing Christ, it, it's hard to not rejoice in that because I think that, and we're kind of starting to hop into my first point here is that it, it allows a religion to be cool because I'm currently reading, uh, Bishop Robert Barron's, um, Robert Barron. That is not Robert Barron. He's not a Robert Barron. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he, he talks about how he's been focused on the trend of the nuns and the N O N E S and in 1970, it was 5% of people had no religious affiliation. In 1990, it had only risen to 6%, so one percentage point of people who had no affiliation. And recent polls have shown that 25% of people are not affiliated with the church, and it's up to 50% of young Catholics are not affiliated, right? So people, I think that's under 30. 
So Catholics under 30, 50% of them say that they're not religious or that they're not really affiliated. And I can tell you in my own life that that seems very true. I mean, just anecdotally, that if I look around at my friend group, I would say it's probably a 50-50 split of people who are actually baptized and probably a lot of them confirmed Catholic that have fallen away. And I think in large part, you know, that book, the uh, letter to a suffering church is about the priest's abuse scandal and what's going on there. And, you know, and it's a call to stand up and fight against what's going on and not allow it to separate people from the church. And so that's, and I think it's, I'm only a chapter in, I kind of have been reading it in bits and pieces, but it's great to see someone like Kanye coming along to make religion an acceptable thing for young people. Because I think right now there's probably a lot of those nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, that are either spiritual but not religious, or yoga is my religion, or things like that, where it's not even rooted in the actual religious practices like Hinduism and Buddhism that yoga comes from. It's just like going and exercising is my religion and or there's weird things like crystals and all this stuff that's coming up and there's a weird new agey paganism and I think a lot of people fall into that. It's either sort of this nihilistic, I don't really know what's next and I don't care and I think that a lot of those people will probably wake up to things because they'll say, oh, I'm 35 and I still don't have a family or anything. Maybe I should get going on some of the traditional things. And I think that as you get a family or as you, you know, start dating seriously and as you start moving towards family life and all of those things, it does make people, at least who have that religious basis, turn back to their religion, I think, a lot. And I think a large part of why it's so unpopular to be religious among young people is that it's so unpopular to start families among young people right now. And so that I think is a powerful thing that Kanye is doing is making it cool, making it something that young people can say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, I believe in God. Yes, I read the Bible. Yes, I am on fire for Christ and I like to praise him and it's enjoyable to me actually. I like going to church on Sunday or or mass or whatever denomination of Christianity, you know, you enjoy going to see the people in your church and to praise with them and to hear the Bible being read and all of that. And I think that that is something that for a long time has been the popular norm that not that it was like necessarily the cool thing always, but when almost everyone has a religious idea, then, you know, it's not weird or uncool to be religious. And that, to me, is the important part, that it, it allows people to be open about how they feel about religion. And you don't have to be necessarily a scholar or anything, but if you are standing there... And 
you have five friends and your five friends are all N-O-N-E-S nuns and another person is standing there and they have five friends and those five friends are just decent Christians, you know, they're, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus, they go to church on Sundays and, you know, maybe if they're Catholics, they don't go to every holy day of obligation, they don't always go to confession every, you know, so often, right? But, and they don't follow all the church teachings, but at least they are moving in the right direction, they do some of the right things, you know, for other Christians that they do at least some of the right things. I think that the person who has five Christian friends who at least believe and try is going to be much better off than the person who has five nuns around him or her that question any time that they try to bring up a religious point. And it doesn't personally bother me because as you've heard on this podcast, I'm very opinionated and my opinions are open to being changed and improved sure, but I generally am not going to change an opinion because someone thinks it's weird. (laughs) That's not a good reason for me because a lot of times the truth is kind of weird to people. I mean, I believe in a God that became man and died and then came back to life three days later. Pretty crazy, but I believe it and I believe the evidence is there for the historicity of that happening. And so that's why I profess it. And that's why I talk about it. And so the other thing that I think Kanye is doing besides making religion cool is he is a great witness to showing what believing in God and professing your love for Christ can do for you. He, he talks a lot on that album in a way that makes me believe he does have his priorities straight. He talks about his family. He prays. There's one song, and I can't remember what it's called right now, but he talks about how basically, or he basically just, it's just a prayer to Jesus to help him. And actually just looked it up real quick to see. That's kind of why there's a pause there, but it's the song called Water, and it reads as a prayer in it's pretty interesting. It's, he says a few things in there. It's verse two is just Jesus flow through us. Jesus heal the bruises. Jesus clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. And he goes on in that way. And I think that it's great to see that. I mean, it's, just a prayer. It's just asking, I mean, the whole song pretty much is asking God for help. And I think that that's a great thing. That's an amazing thing that that's on a top selling album in our culture today. Because I don't think if you had asked me five years ago that I would think that that would be the case ever. I definitely would not think that it's coming from Kanye who made a album about how he is Jesus. I saw something about Yandi, so I don't know if he's thinking that he's Gandhi now. But, so, he's still a mixed bag. Not saying that, like I said, I'm not going to the church of Kanye any soon, anytime soon. But, I do see the value in it. And he has a bunch of people singing along to a prayer to Jesus to help them. <laughs> That's a pretty incredible thing to change in the culture so quickly. 
And, I mean, I enjoy his music now. I always thought, I so full transparency, I always thought that Kanye had really good style in his music, but it was empty. That because, and it's the same as in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes, when Solomon turns away from God and he starts to talk about everything that's under the sun and how to gain wisdom when you don't have God. And he starts to make a lot of mistakes. He goes from being the wisest man on earth to basically having the understanding of the pagans that are doing child sacrifice around him. And that sort of happens in the Bible. I mean, in large part, the Ecclesiastes is riddled with errors and it's so that they can teach you what happens when you go away from God. And there's also still regular Proverbs in there that are fine, right? But, you know, it still is wrong. And I think that that's something that Kanye's always had is he's sort of had these empty sayings and that they sound sort of interesting and profound. But as soon as you take a second look at them, you're like, oh, that wasn't that interesting. And it just kind of fit and rhymed. So it got put in there. And, you know, for that reason, I wasn't ever a huge fan of his. I thought that, like, Gold Digger actually kind of told a story. And it was an interesting song, in a way. There's songs that he's had in the past, and I'm like, that's interesting. I enjoy that. And so I could vibe with it. But for the most part, I was not a huge fan of his music. And this album, I think... And not every album has, like, has to be a gospel album like this that he does going for, but if he has stuff that really resonates and shows truth like this, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does. Because when it comes to rap, you know, I like Lil Wayne because it's kind of my hype music or party music. And I know it's emptiness, <laughs> and that's fine. It's when you try to create some or make someone into a genius. You know, I think Eminem had a lot of good stuff that was, he, I think he actually told a story that resonated with people who were, you know, angry young people. I think he resonated with you because he was actually speaking to something. And I don't think he, I don't think he thought he was the wisest person on earth. I think he knew that if he went up and told his story and did it in an interesting way, that it would resonate with people. And he did that. But I think Kanye has always had this high in the sky idea from thinking, you know, he is God to finally turning himself over. But I think that that disconnect with reality on having his ego so out of proportion that he just thought everything he thought was so wise really hurt his music in a lot, in a lot of ways in the past for me. And so I'm excited to see him do something like this and to show other people and give that witness to people. And I think it's interesting to see, I think the other thing that it does is, and this isn't in the note show notes for today, but he does talk about, or sorry, he, he does talk about something that the culture has been afraid to talk about and popular, like, especially in popular culture. It wasn't that long ago that you could have references to Christian things in a lot of your music. It, I, I don't think that it would have been unusual if you were in the 40s and 50s to 
hear a song that had references. I mean, there's, if you listen to Sinatra, if you have Sirius XM or whatever, you can listen to the Seriously Sinatra channel there. It's oftentimes fairly riddled with old Western literature references or Bible references or whatever it is that really tie you to the history of where our culture has come from. And even if you don't believe in Christ, even if you don't believe in God, it is important to know these things and where our culture comes from if you're going to participate in it. And if you're going to carry on this culture that has given us so much, that has given us so much wealth, so much, I mean, beautiful things, so many technological advances, so many great and amazing things that we have are because of the Bible and because of the culture that has sprung forth from the Bible. And I think that that is an important thing to remember and an important thing to include and think about when you're going forward because if our culture completely turns away from this, if it becomes an underground thing, I think that that's dooming America in a lot of ways. And we can't really have that, I don't think, because we're one of the last places where freedom is truly present in some shape or form, even though it's not perfect. And I hope that we can see more like this. It doesn't have to be a gospel album from every popular singer, but it's not trite references to religion. You know, it's like country music does that stuff all the time and people like it fine, but I think it's really crappy country music in a lot of ways. And there's especially new country music. I think that some of the old country music, you could have real songs that did this, but I think that that new song that's like rolling around and with your windows down, radio on or whatever, and that's my church. It's like, come on, get out of here. I, I, I think that Miranda Lambert's Take Me Down to the Little White Church, that's a pretty interesting one, you know, talking about forcing someone to marry them, or not forcing them, but saying you're not, you know, we're not going to do this the wrong way. We're going to do this the right way. I think that that's a really good, really good song for that. But there's just a lot of just trite references to God and to Jesus and all of this in country music that I think it's not necessarily profane or taking God's name in vain, but it kind of is using an offhand reference that is very lackluster in order to serve a market. <laughs> and I think it borders on the borderline there of just using God's name to invoke it and get a cheer out of a crowd, even though it doesn't really mean anything. And so that happens. Maybe they just really believe and that's all they can sneak in there to show that. And that would be fine. But I don't know. I'm a little skeptical of that. And I think that we've seen a few things over the last few years. And I think when Kanye does it, because he doesn't back down, that's the one thing about Kanye is he, he's got a lot of goofy things going on and he's an in, interesting 
person for sure, but he doesn't back down when the popular culture tells him to back down. I mean, you can look at, I mean, he ran up on stage on the Grammys and took the mic out of the Grammy winner's hand. <laughs> he, he went and said that Donald Trump has, I think it was dragon, was it dragon blood or tiger blood or whatever it was? Tiger energy or something like dragon energy. I, f- I forget what it was. It was dragon energy. That's what it was. And says he loves Donald Trump and all this in a place where that's could kill your career, to be totally honest. It really could. In Hollywood, saying, I love Donald Trump could kill your career, but he didn't back down. And he made another great album. And so Kanye is almost so necessary for our culture today that you can't, they can't get rid of him if they, even if they wanted to, you, and especially from a musician, I think it's a lot harder to get rid of them because he can make his own music. He can make his own music and get it out there on his own. He doesn't need a studio and to get the right acting job. And really, if you're Tom Cruise, they could substitute you for another white guy. That's, you know, another good looking white guy. Brad Pitt could come do your part or, you know, something like that. So Matthew McConaughey could take over. Well, no, not probably not Matthew McConaughey, but you can substitute a lot of those actors and actresses for each other, but you can't substitute for Kanye. You can't substitute for an artist in the same way. And people know this if you listen to bands that lose a band member for a while or for a while or forever, right? Journey's pretty close to the same with this new singer that they have, but they're still not the same without Steve Perry because it's not you know, it's not him. And so the fact that Kanye is so irreplaceable, I think allows this to be successful in the way that it has. And I am excited to see what comes from this album and from what he's doing right now, because I think it's great. I think it's moving the culture in the right direction and not necessarily making the arguments that St. Thomas or St. Augustine or Ignatius of Loyola or even Martin Luther or John Calvin would make, right? He's not making deep theological arguments here. He's just showing that loving God and praising God has transformed his life in a great way and in a positive way. And he seems joyful. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he was like collapsing from exhaustion or whatever it was. I mean, and having like, it's almost seemed like he was like having panic attacks or something. I don't know what it was for with him for a while, but his health and his mental health was really rocky. I remember for a while and I don't see any signs of that anymore. And I think that's in large part because of what he's doing now. I think he's found some purpose and I think he's finally doing something that I think he finds meaningful, not just expedient. And as Jordan Peterson would say, (laughs) had to bring him in here, I guess, somehow. But I think it's a wonderful thing to see. And I really hope that this isn't just a blip in our culture that goes away. I hope that there is a signal here to people through all the noise that there is a yearning for this, that People do want to have something with deeper roots. People want clever music. And when you hear someone citing scripture 
in a rap in a rap song, but doing it well and making a somewhat of a coherent argument, not somewhat a coherent argument in favor of something through scripture and rap. I thought it was amazing. I was quite impressed <laughs> at Kanye when he did it. I can't remember what song it is right now off the top of my head, but if you listen to the album, you'll hear it. I mean, he quotes the book of John. He, he does all sorts of stuff with the Bible. And to me, it shows that he's really reading it and taking it seriously. And that's good. And I think that the more people are exposed to that, the more that it becomes acceptable, the more that people see what it's done for him, and the more that people see that eventually, you know, he might get attacked and out, but eventually people back off because they will, because it'll go away and he'll continue to do his thing if that happens. And if other people join in in some way, I think we're going to see movement in the right direction. We're going to see a positive change in our culture. And I hope and I pray that that happens because I know that not everyone listening to this is religious in any way. You know, I know that people listening to this don't believe in Christianity or Catholicism or, you know, Jesus or God or whatever. And that's fine. But I think you have to see the significance of what's happening here for the culture and for young people to not just get browbeat out of what they do believe, right? There's no one out here anymore browbeating atheists. I mean, there are people, but they're fringe people. There's no popular people in the culture, even popular Catholics. There's no bishop going around that I know of just yelling at atheists. But if you come out and say that you're a Christian, you get yelled at, you get banned on Twitter, you know. And so if you have a powerful voice like Kanye standing up for those people in some way, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it's going to positively affect our world. And so I'm excited for to see what happens. And I'm thankful for what he's done already because I think it's great. So... Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Conversation of Our Generation. Would love to hear from you. Please go to facebook.com slash conversation of our generation, Twitter at con of our gen. Uh, you can go to conversation of our generation.com to leave comments on the blog as well. Or you can go to iTunes if you have someone who needs to hear this, Kanye fans. Definitely feel free to send this over to them. Just go search Conversation of Our Generation in the iTunes store or the on the podcast app, I guess, now, because they don't really have the iTunes store anymore, and uh, you'll will pop up, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Conversation for Our Generation. Let's get the dialogue going. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>